Is This a Ghost is sponsored by Pickney Ben Distillery. Uh, Pickney Ben has the best gin on earth. Mm-hmm. And they get it by, they, so early on, decades, I think probably, maybe even centuries ago, long time ago. Mm-hmm. Centuries ago. Possibly centuries. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> a long, long time Ooh. ago. Uh, they, they're the forefathers of Pickney Ben. They laid claim to the best gin mines in Missouri. Mm-hmm. And so they have all, so gin, not people don't know this, but gin is gin comes from, there's gin pools underground. And that's how you get mm-hmm. gin is you go down, you get to own a mine and you go down and, uh, your cat loves this story. Yeah. And yeah, he's, <laughs> he's also maybe attacking you. I don't yeah. know. It's, he's, <laughs> he's, fine. he's fine. Okay. So are yeah. you, so they're, so they're, they're, they're below ground. They're panning for gin. Yes. I don't know what, what are they? Yeah. Panning. They're panning. Uh, I think he's right. Yeah. They're cu- Maybe it's cupping, cupping for gin. Ooh, I think <laughs> I don't think that's I think that's a different okay it's a different right. kind of distillery right there yeah they're panning for gin and uh, the best gin comes from underneath the ground of New Haven Missouri and uh, mm-hmm. no one thought to look there except for um, except for for Cornelius Pinckney mm-hmm. who way back when said I think mm-hmm. there's there's gin in these them their hills and mm-hmm. we're gonna find it and uh, and God love him he did he did find it. Mm-hmm. And they, they, so they still have that, that cat. So loud. He's so loud. Will you stop? <laughs> <clears throat> anyway, I'm sorry. Pinky we'll Ben is very <laughs> pro cat. That's fine. That's <laughs> fine. Um, anyway, yeah, so Cornelius Pickney, he, um, he, he knew, he knew that that was the, the fertile earth, the fertile mm-hmm. under earth. It's true. And it's uh, a, it, it is a shame though. I mean, he met a really untimely, and I, I don't know if you remember. I don't I remember. Yeah. So he, uh, I remember them reading my Cornelius David sure, yeah. in, uh, in, 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 in my, my Catholic school books growing up. And, um, he actually, um, contracted tuberculosis, you know, <laughs> which is, which is, which is sad, it but is then, sad. but the problem was he contracted tuberculosis in New York and he really needed to get home. Yeah. So he took a train, um, from New York to St. Louis. Uh huh. Um, and he gave everybody in the train tuberculosis. That's too bad. So that's TB, and that stands for yeah. too bad. Yeah, that is too. That's, <laughs> that's yeah. He yeah. was he was TCB with the TB. And, yeah, um, <laughs> yeah. That TB TCB, and mm-hmm. but we but mm-hmm. but that we don't hold that against him. No, no. No, no, or his you know human rights record, but right. everything else. <laughs> but the gin that he that he gin, that he mined that he you don't mind, I guess it. you don't mind it if it's if it's in a pool under the ground. You you no. What what you do is you suck it up in you your douse cheeks, it. and then you climb all the way back up above ground and you spit it in the pan. You get a big straw and then you go and you take <laughs> and it in you and you put your finger down. on the end of the straw and then you yeah. go up, yeah, and you, you spit mm-hmm. that in the pan. Yeah, exactly. That's right. <laughs> yeah, and then your parents <laughs> yeah. are like not impressed with that trick at all. But yeah. you do it. But you do it, and times. you do it yeah. one thousand times. And that's the gin you'll drink today if mm-hmm. you if you buy Pickney Ben Distillery gin. You'll mm-hmm. the Cornelius the mm-hmm. gin that was in Cornelius Distillery's Cornelius. Yeah. Pickney's straw. Cornelius David Pickney about mouth. Yeah. yeah, I don't know if you do. You know that like there's actually a gin cycle, like like you know like it, <laughs> I, you, I didn't you know gin that actually. Yeah. So after you drink it, it goes back into the earth. It gets evaporated up into clouds, uh-huh. and it comes back down to the earth, and it collects in these pools again. Mm-hmm. And then Cornelius David Pinkney crawls under the earth, and he sucks up in the little straws. And now he's up. very old. He's very he's very golem like, but he's got the yeah, ring, and, and he's still there, and he's going mm-hmm. down there to get it. 
Um, yeah, much like much that's true. Much like water evaporates off of the earth, um, mm-hmm. the gin, gin evaporates, evaporates off your off skin of... once you sweat it out in your uh, your hangover sweats. <laughs> and... Who has not had a Sunday morning where they lay it out in the middle of Kedzie Boulevard and let the gin just evaporate off of their skin? That's right. And you can have some of that gin too if you <laughs> pick me. Bent. <laughs> Will you stop? <laughs> I'm just going to say it. I'm going to put a stake in the ground. This is the best ad we've ever done. <laughs> For so many reasons. I want to hear Tara's notes on this one because I don't think they're going to be any. I this is this really is the with. one where it's like, if they listen, we will hear about it. Finally. Yeah. We've, we've done it. <laughs> um, but go check it out and drink that sweat. <laughs> that gin. It's P-I-N-C-K-N-E-Y-B-E-N-D dot com. Pickney Bend. Um, they're great. Their gin is so good. It's, I, now someone is creeping down path. We just, this, we should end this ad. Welcome back to Is This a Ghost? I'm Clayton Smith, and every week I tell a real ghost story from real history to my real friend, Patrick Dean, who doesn't take it real seriously. Hey, when I started that, you made a face. What was that about? Uh, you, you, you said, welcome back. I didn't know if this is like, if this are we in the middle of an episode right now? Well, we did, we did the ad. I'm hoping that people are just coming back. Like, they listened once, and they're like, wow, this mm. is pretty good. I'm going to come back for sure. What is happening with your cat? <laughs> Please. Okay. You want to come sit up here? You want to come be in the podcast? Come on. Come on, you 25-year-old bag of dust. That's come a here. very old cat. Come here. You got to be nicer. Come here. <laughs> come here. Okay, fine. Hey, Axel. Hey, bud. You can be You can be on the podcast. Oh. You can be on the podcast? See, if we had a video cast, everyone could see this. He's so cute. Yeah. We'll put him in. We'll put him in the clips. Okay, God, he's so you... grizzly. He's like the Mickey Rourke of cats. Oh, I know. Yeah, and I love Mickey <clears throat> Rourke. So this is <clears throat> great. All he's got is barbed wire. These <laughs> these mitts. That's all he's got. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Uh, you just gonna cradle him like that for the show? Do you have a problem with that? No, I think it's. I think it's no. the best thing you've ever done for the show. When, when when I worked from home for those couple of years, I had to do this so many times. It's not even funny. <laughs> when he would just like scream for a whole conference call until I just cradled him for like 20 minutes. And then he would I can't believe he's be like, just hanging out there. I'll tell you what, French fry would not stand for this. Yeah. Taco does not stand for this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, maybe when they're... How old are you? 19? 15 years older than they are now. Yeah, yeah. 19, it's so, he's so old. I know. Gosh. Wow. <clears throat> Anyway, anyway. Uh, how's your week? My week. Well, how has my week been? Thank you for asking. It was easy. I can cut you off guard there. I never ask you anything. And you so don't. I was I not prepared. I was. <laughs> I I usually <laughs> ask a question, so uh, this is upsetting. Uh, it's fine. It was Easter, but you know, the, so we. The, uh, so that really means nothing in this house <laughs> do now. You, <laughs> do you mean to come back to you later? Do we, yeah, you, yeah. You know, ask, ask Axel and then come back to okay, me. Okay. Yeah, that's fine. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it was Easter. And it was a Saturday before the Easter. I don't know. I'll tell you what. We are so so. Here we are in Berwyn, and we don't have like, as you know, we don't have family nearby, or like, mm-hmm. we don't have like a community yet because our girls are not in school. School, right? So we just we just Aaron and I just are the ones who 
who are constantly watching the children, which mm-hmm. were their parents. So that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. How it should be. <laughs> you kind of signed I, up I understand it, yeah. that. But I, I think we don't, there's no one here. So we just, it's so, it's, we're very tired mm-hmm. is the point. So, um, I don't know. What did we do this week? We did, it was, it's nice. It's sun, It's warm in Chicago for the first time in, uh, I mean, in, in months, mm-hmm. in six months. So we went to several playgrounds. Mm-hmm. Uh, I clean. Oh, you uh, that part next to our garage where uh, all those weeds and stuff were. I do remember this. Uh, I no man's that land out. out there. I cleaned it out. Do you want to see Whoa. it? Oh, I sure. Yeah, I absolutely. Just deleted the photo. Where <laughs> let me find it for you. Look at that. I can see the ground. I can see ground. That's ground, huh? I like that. What are you going to do with that exactly? You well, ex- this is the problem. So I did all this work yeah. and I cleared it yeah. out. And I thought this is amazing. And I said, Aaron, yeah. what do we? What should we do with that? And she said. It's not really usable space. No, and I really said, not. no. You're right. It's not really usable space. So <laughs> I don't know. Maybe nothing. Maybe let's let it grow out with weeds and stuff again. Yeah. Put a little shed. You can put a little shed back there. We could, but we have a big garage. So yeah. But can you fit like stuff in your garage and the two cars? Yeah. Really? I don't want to brag, but yeah. Mm, okay. You were there. You, you were so taken with the two garage doors, you didn't notice that we have room yeah, for stuff. True. Dude, God, I would fucking. <sighs> Man. I would just fly through that every I thought time. about you today because I the so our Subaru was in the driveway. Mm-hmm. Um but I didn't want to back out of the driveway because it's it's a, like as you know, seat. it's a tight driveway. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um and so I was like, you know what? I'm just gonna open both garage doors. I'm gonna go to the alley and go that way. Mm-hmm. And I just boop boop, click two buttons, they both opened mm-hmm. up, I tore out of there. It was perfect. It was great. I every day on the way home from work, I would if if I had that situation, I would call Amy and I would say open them both up and she would say oh my god is it one of those days yes it is open them both up yeah and i would just fucking fly through it you share your location with her so she knows mm-hmm. exactly the right moment to do it mm-hmm. yeah, exactly yeah it's great oh uh how are you how are you you did, you did softball t-ball it, what, what yeah did you do? it's it was the yeah, softball for stella but that no it's it was fine i went okay. to the eye doctor how are your eyes? Uh, they're they're fine. They are like they are like a young person's eyes. Shut the fuck! Very, they're very impressed. Shut they're very up. impressed with the eyes. They said they've actually gotten a little better. I thought, wow, okay, okay. <sighs> yeah. This is gross. This guy, this whole thing is gross. Yeah, I know. But I don't like they it. gave me new, but they gave me new contacts, like new contact lenses. You so. Put my reading glasses on, <clears> see if I can see you. Oh, there you are. Oh, yeah, yeah I'm still good. here. Yeah, I'm the yeah, one. Oh, the it orange. is you. Yep, it's me. <laughs> I didn't know oh. you were glorious still. Oh. <laughs> Uh, yeah they gave me new contact lenses they said uh they said you know these new contact lenses they're they're like they're they're like one month lenses instead of like one week lenses or whatever they said you know you you can you can sleep in these for like for up to a week why would you want to do that yeah i know i i I (laughs) doesn't seem comfortable i I, I was trying to imagine the person who like whose state of mind is like i need to go to sleep Right now, I cannot wait the 15 seconds, yeah, to get these foreign objects out of my eyeballs. I think it's probably more about like the waking up, like when you're gonna put them in. But I and I, I would say, I Mm -hmm. so I knew like 22 year old Patrick, 23 year old Mm -hmm. Patrick, yes, he would love that shit. He was, he was awful, (laughs) he was the worst, yeah. Yeah. Oh boy, um, gosh, anything else worth talking about? 
I don't think so. Should we just get to the ghost story? I think so. I'm, my my recording is at 30 and a half minutes right now. It can't now, possibly so. be. How long have you been recording? So Glory and I were playing with the microphone a little bit. So you're going to have some stuff to cut out. Uh, I'm mean, like 24 minutes. God damn it. Yeah, you got about six and a half minutes of shit to cut out. That's fine. Yeah, my goddaughter is really selling me out today. I don't, I don't like this. I don't like anything yeah. about it. Look at my life. <laughs> all right. Well, we should get to it. Uh, all right. So... <clears throat> All right, on June 28th, 1965. Oh, yeah, recent one one. these modern yeah. ones, yeah. Swinging 60s. Swinging, yeah, right? Yeah, 60s. Yeah. I think it was swinging. Are they not? I wasn't there. But if, uh, I, 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 hold on. I, are you okay? Squirming you're, out of my arm. <laughs> I feel like you you're done? getting choked you to death done? by Axel you wrapping done? your headphone wires around your throat. So you're sorry. Good. Anyway. The swinging 60s. The swinging 60s. <laughs> uh, so on June 28th, 1965, Ronald and Louise DeFeo bought a house on Long Island in New York. Ooh. Uh, you've been to Long Island? You've been, you've been to, well, we've been to Coney Island together. That's on Long Island, I'm pretty Is sure. Is it? Yeah. yeah. I don't, like, I've been in New York th- at least three times. Every single time, I have no idea where the fuck I was. Like, yeah. it, it, I mean, geographically. That, you that know, tracks. Yeah. Yeah. It was yeah. generally following whoever I was visiting onto some train. <laughs> yeah. And just assuming it wasn't like the train to I don't know. If death, you if hell, you, I don't know. If you got on a yellowish orange train for any long amount of time, you went into Long Island. So I okay. it, but Coney Island counts. I pretty sure. I either mm-hmm. that's true or people in New York are just screaming at their their ear airpods <laughs> right now. But um, that's pretty true. So Long Island, but you know, it's right off Manhattan. It's Big piece of land, right? It's, yeah, big piece it's, of property. Big piece of property out big there. Big piece yeah. of property. It's it's New York. Uh, so Ronald and Louise DeFeo bought a house. The address was 112 Ocean Avenue. That sounds nice, right? In the ocean. It does. Theoretically. That was an Airbnb. I would pay. I'd pay for that address. How much? That address is worth it. For for uh, a night, I would pay. Mm, Do you want to know how many bedrooms it is? Oh, yes, please. Okay, how many children died here? One, two, three, <laughs> four, five. I, I think Wait, it was... You know, how, how many did they have at a time? Like, that's how many bedrooms you need. Well, there were five children all together, plus the parents. So I... I, But some of them could have shared a bedroom. I want, I'll, I feel comfortable I'll, I'll saying four bedrooms. Four, okay. I would say right. four. Okay. Maybe like a guest room after you lose too many kids. Like, that one's just a guest bedroom. Now. Well, again, this yeah. is 1965, so they weren't planning oh, on losing children okay. in the same way that, like, 1865 yeah. <laughs> people would have yeah, been. Yeah, not, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so four-bedroom, uh, 112 Ocean Boulevard? Boulevard? Avenue. Avenue? Can't put uh, boulevards on the ocean. Are you serious? Be, come yeah. on. There's no trees. In. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to say... Poof, Two seventy five a night. Two wow, seventy five a night. That? Really? I wouldn't. I wouldn't pay. I, I don't have a whole lot of interest in going to Long Island in April. But you know, it's so uh, this maybe. entire theoretical has been useless. That's cool. All right. So. <laughs> Welcome to our podcast. By the way, <laughs> if this is your first episode. This is kind of what it's like. <laughs> okay. So the house is a large. Uh, it's not a painted lady for the first time in a long time. Mm, okay. It is instead a large Dutch colonial. Ah, uh, the Dutch colonial. The old Dutch colonial, which it also sounds like a like a sexual thing. Yeah. <laughs> and I'll take a Dutch colonial tonight. Nothing special. <laughs> How much for a Dutch colonial? Uh, all right, I'll $275, oddly enough. It's, uh... <laughs> but you get to explore five different rooms, if you know what I'm saying. 
this house was built in 1925, and it's a nice house. As I mentioned already from our very macabre discussion, Ron and Louise had five children. Mm. Their names were Ronald Jr., which is not a very inspired name, but it's mm, a little no. classic. Start with the easy one. Yeah. Uh, Don, Allison, Mark, and John Matthew. Don, Allison, Mark, John Matthew. John okay. Matthew. John hyphen Matthew, but not <clears throat> Matthew how you think it's spelled. Mm, oh, ooh, I like this. M-A-T-T-H-I-E-U. Uh, that is not correct. It is where I thought you would go, though, so we're, yeah. we're really in sync. Okay, okay. Uh, M-A-T-H-E-W. Oh, the single T. The That's single T. Which, yeah. That's a tricky T. So between all the years, 1925, from the year the house was built, uh, at 112 Ocean Avenue, um, between that year and the year the DeFeos moved in, there were no reports of paranormal activity. Hmm. Okay. I mean, new house. Be- yeah. Well, new house for 50 years. Yeah. Yeah, that's fine. But on November 13th, 1974, all that changed just a bit. Mm. On that night, Ronald Jr., who uh, I think was called Butch, one one site said that. We have a we we have a uh the neighbors that were there when we when we moved in, they had one boy and four girls i okay. think that's what it was um they're all adults you know they're all adults by the time we moved in um probably older than us and they called the boy butch so what I don't do know, you I, think I, drives I, people to name to nickname their child butch do you want to know what his actual name was uh, i guess i do it warrants a nickname I'll say <laughs> <that> much. <laughs> okay <laughs> um you know what? I'm not even going to say it. I'm not even going to say it. I'll, 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 put it in the, I'll, I'll, I'll put it in the show. No, 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 no. You put it in the chat right now? <laughs> what? <laughs> That's not a name. That's a name. That's a name. That's not a... What is, what is that? That's, uh, you, that's you a can Scrabble. Google it. That's it's, a Scrabble. No, no. It's a thing. It's a thing. Google it. Google it. You'll see. Stamen? You'll see it. Is this a sexual thing? Why are you not talking about it? <laughs> I fucking told you. Yeah, okay. Okay. All right. Uh, the male fertilizing organ of a flower, typically uh-huh. consisting yeah. of a pollen containing anther and a filament. Um, can you imagine? <laughs> can you imagine showing up on the first day of school and being, and the, even the teacher is just like, I'm sorry, what exactly? <laughs> this is a science class, sir. Yeah. Oh boy! Why would you name your kid stay? Where does that, that that can't be a family name? Yeah, I don't know. That's got to be. <laughs> I don't know. Anyway, he did not go by that name. So Butch is an improvement. Butch, yeah, Butch, yeah. I'm I'm thinking in general. If your name is Butch, it's because you wore out the last name. Yeah, and but they're like, also Butch is a cartoon dog name. Absolutely. So what? Absolutely. Who? Who? Whose idea? Like, there are so many names you mm-hmm. could go by. <laughs> It is better than Stamen, though. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, so on November 13th in 1974, Ronald Jr., who at the time was 23 years old, he he ran into Henry's Bar, a place called Henry's Bar, mm-hmm. and he runs in and he yells, quote, you got to help me. I think my mother and father are shot. And think. so, yeah, mm-hmm. there, so there's a lot happening in that sentence. Um I, yeah, I, you know, it's, it's trauma. Yeah. I don't 
want to how, dis- how old is butch at this point 23 23 mm-hmm. okay so okay. and he's the eldest he's the eldest yes. okay all right he went with the father shot so people at the bar are like we should go find out if this is true <laughs> so they mm-hmm. they follow him back to the house and they all go they finish, in yep they finish their drinks well, I assume yeah. so. Like, well, yeah, I mean, hold on, I don't get fucked yet. Yeah. So we're gonna, <laughs> gonna leave, not gonna leave these wounded They're gonna soldiers all laying around whole here. Beer, yeah. So I'm gonna yeah. finish it first, and then they <laughs> we'll see about your mommy and your daddy. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Then they stumbled over, I assume, mm-hmm. to uh, to the house to solve the crime. Sure, mm-hmm. and... <laughs> that's right. And this was Agatha Christie's first uh, novel. <laughs> um. So they go back and they do they they see the dead bodies of of his parents. Oh, wow. Okay. So they yeah. are dead. They Straight have been it. shot. Sure. He's, he's right. Mm-hmm. Uh, so each of them has been shot in the back. Mm, not as good. No. Not well, as good. what do you... I'm sorry. Not as good as what? In terms of his story. You know, like... Well, it's accurate. You, you got to help you, me. I think my mother and father are shot. That's... If you if you run wildly into the bar next door to the house... I'm assuming it's like near the house, right? And you It was say, 20 miles away. You won't believe it. It's 20 <laughs> miles away. <laughs> Uh, and then you, you know, my parents have been shot, uh-huh. right? And then you come back to the house, and it seems a little like Menendez brothers ish. You know, I'm thinking maybe people get a little suspicious. At so that you point. like you like Butch for this crime? I do, I do, I absolutely do. Okay, he's the eldest. That's he's been putting up with their shit the longest. Well, that's and a good I, point. Yeah, and, and suddenly I'm he, a little worried about. I want to rethink how I raise maple now that you say that. <laughs> Always want to stay on the eldest good side. That's Always. true. Yeah. Always. Makes sense. All right. You're making a lot of sense. Mm. Uh, so anyway, so so Butch's friend, uh, <laughs> his name is Joe Yeswit. Yeswit. Mm-hmm. No wit? No, Yeswit. Yes. Yeswit. Yes, wit. Joe Yeswit called the Suffolk County Police who arrived on the scene and investigated the house, mm-hmm. as police do. Um, and they... Confirmed that the parents are are dead, have been yes. shot in the back. Um, they also found uh, Butch's four siblings dead in the house. Oh, worse. Okay, I'm liking Butch more for this crime than ever. I really... Are you? Yeah. I, you know, I kind of am. I kinda you am. also want to kill your siblings? I'm going to tell Kelly that... Uh, I don't want to. You, <laughs> but I don't I want will. to. But, <laughs> but again, if pushed... Yeah. <laughs> she doesn't listen to this podcast, right? Absolutely not. No, <laughs> not a chance of hell. <laughs> so, um, so they go in and they find the entire family dead. Now, Butch was at work, so mm, okay, he has an alibi. Um, and so the police are like, "Well, come with us to the station because the murderer You're the only may one left want, at this yeah, point. Yeah, you, <laughs> so. you the, whoever did this, there's a chance they want you dead. Also, so come mm. with us. Makes sense." Um, and so when they asked Ronald if he had any idea who might have done this thing, he said he thought it was probably a mob hit. Okay. Now the police asked, well, was your family involved in the mob? And Butch said, no. (laughs) (laughs) Is he familiar with how the mob works exactly? (laughs) The answer is no. Yeah. (laughs) Or else he wouldn't have said that. So this does make the police a little suspicious. Uh, about about our friend Butch, mm-hmm. and they decided to question him a little extra. Mm-hmm. Now they tried to get to the bottom of the whole mob thing. It so there it 
The short version of the story is somewhere <laughs> along the way, Butch finally confesses to murdering his entire family. Ah, I knew it. I'm so good at these games. Yes. It's like when I watch Dateline and like in five seconds, I'm like, you know, which one did the diddling? The husband did it yeah. every time I am right. Is it uh, always the husband? 100% of the time. Well, I, I that's that's how they market husbands, the show now. So I don't. Hmm? I'm just pointing out that we're both that's, husbands, so it doesn't feel good to be profiled in this way. Take it up with the uh, Dateline guy. Uh, you know what? I will. <laughs> so what actually happened that night is um, that morning around 3 a.m., Ronald uh, did come home from work. He was at work. He came home from work. He mm-hmm. took a 35 caliber uh, lever action Marlin 336C rifle, and he killed every single member of his family. I, I, don't, I, don't, hmm. I don't know. As we've discussed, yeah. I don't know gun culture, but this is this is the research. So, mm-hmm. uh, and, he, and he shot and killed every person in his family, including his mm. four younger siblings and his two parents. Um, each of the parents had been shot twice in the back. Mm-hmm. And then all of the children had been shot once. And that was enough because they're mm. smaller. Yeah. Um, this is important to note. All the victims were found lying face down in their beds. They had all been shot in the back. Mm. Now, we're going to come back to that. So put a pin in that because... I mean... Yeah, like yeah. a gun in a house. Yeah, real loud. Hold like on a to rifle that. Rifle in a house, just real, real loud. Yeah. So we're not. We're we're very shortly. Yeah. We'll come back to that. Yes. Yeah. Have you ever slammed a door in a house? <laughs> and my both my children wake up screaming. Yeah. <laughs> so he's so he went in. He 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 shot all the all the members of his family, and then mm. having having done that, he then mm. went in and took a bath, and he got dressed. And he disposed of some pretty crucial evidence, uh, mm-hmm. including his bloodstained clothes, the rifle, the cartridges. Um, and then he went to, is this right? To work. Yes, he went to work. Yeah. Okay. So he's. Yeah. Very... He's fine. He's fine. He's, he's yeah. normal. <laughs> he's, <laughs> and then after work is when he went to the bar to say, I think my parents have been shot. So he mm-hmm. murdered them and then worked a whole day and then went to the bar and was like, my parents were shot. Um, <laughs> so he's not doing, he's not doing great. Yeah. So he's also pretty bad at planning stuff. Yeah. Like, I think you would, so. You think, I think you think you would like get off work and then do these things. Not like do these things. Like, <laughs> right. Shit. I got to be on shift in like 25 oh, minutes. No. Yeah. Uh, All right. I'll run into the bar after work. I guess. <laughs> uh, so when the police, they, they start unraveling this whole story. They, mm. they get to the bottom of it. They ask him why he'd done this thing. And he said, quote, once I started, I just couldn't stop. It mm. went so fast. Hmm. And here's where things get a little interesting. He also claimed that a demon had made him do the killings. Convenient. Uh, yeah, sure. that sounds very convenient. Yeah. Um, but I will say there are some interesting things about these murders that I don't, I wouldn't necessarily say they, Scream demon, but they are they are interesting. Um, number one, all six of the vic- victims were found lying on their beds, as we said, mm-hmm. face down with bullet holes in their backs, mm-hmm. um, which meant every single person in the family, I guess, was a stomach sleeper. They, yeah. You know, that's, what are the odds? <laughs> well, yeah, honestly, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, and as you you already have pointed out, not a single one of them apparently woke up to the sounds of gunshots going off mm-hmm. inside a house. Where it's quite loud. There, there are walls yeah. and stuff. Yeah, it's a four bedroom. And how many people were murdered? Uh, six. So okay, quick math. 
Um, <laughs> at some point, some two people get murdered inside of one bedroom. I assume the parents. And the second one doesn't get up. <laughs> right. <laughs> so, I mean. <laughs> then, and yes. So they're all sleeping on their stomachs and they mm-hmm. all just wait quietly for their time to be shot. Mm-hmm. Uh, and even adding to that strangeness is the neighbors. And this is a, this is a suburb with like houses close together. The mm-hmm. neighbors didn't hear anything either. So well, you, hear that. you yeah. can see photos like there are the houses, other houses are very close to this house and no one heard any of the eight gunshots yeah. that occurred. Uh, and here's a clincher. The coroner came in, he examined the bodies and he said, in his professional opinion, the bodies gave the impression that they'd actually been held down from below while they were shot from above. And how? people asked him, like, how would that be possible? They're on their beds. Mm-hmm. And he said, I don't know. But that is what I have to tell you. <laughs> um, so it's there's there's a lot of strangeness. OK, happening. yeah, 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 yeah. Even without like the, you know, holding them down from below type stuff, just the concrete evidence sitting there is a right. little strange, like short of like drugging your entire family. I'm not really. And, oh, sure and that's a good. Off. Thank you for bringing that up. They did do <clears throat> a toxicology report and there mm-hmm. was they were not drugged. That is wild. Yes. OK. And there were hmm. no 911 calls from any of the neighbors, like nothing. So mm. something very I, I it's very strange. Uh, so Ronald DeFeo Jr. was found guilty. Makes mm-hmm. sense. Yep. He received six different sentences from 25 years to life um, based on, I don't know, whatever. So anyway, he was, he's going to be there till he's dead, mm-hmm. uh, which he did in fact do. Uh, he was in prison when he died on March 12th, 2021. Oh, wow. Yeah. He was, mm. he lived to the age of 69 in prison. Nice. Nice. Okay. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so that's the story of the So after the murders, back at, you know, now we're flashing back to the 70s again. So the house gets cleaned up, and um, it was put on the market, obviously. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, obviously. Yeah, I'm not going to let that good real estate go to waste. <laughs> you know. I mean, this is Long Island. So this is, a, this is actually, so it's on Long Island. It's near the ocean, as yeah. the uh, avenue name would suggest. It's a pretty... It's a pretty up and coming suburb, so it's a mm-hmm. it's a desirable place. Um, so it's put back on the market, and it took a little over a year because people were like, "Hey, isn't that the place where that mm. guy murdered his entire family?" Yeah, what are all these holes in the floor for? <laughs> well, <laughs> this is weird. That's mm. character. Um, but on uh, in 1975, so December 18th, 1975, so basically about a year after this all happened, a little more than a year. Um, George and Kathleen Lutz buy the house and they move in with their three children, Daniel, Christopher, and Melissa. Definitely bring children into this. This is a good thing to do for sure. Absolutely. Now Lutz is, they knew the history of the house. I mean, uh, you know, you have to disclose that. Yeah, of (laughs) course. Yeah. But basement leaks, uh, the roof has a spot in you probably want to keep an eye on. And the eight holes in the floorboards are from a high caliber rifle. (laughs) That's from a, uh, Patricide, matricide, fratricide, the whole thing. It's really thick walls, though. Honestly, the neighbors will not hear any, any gunshots <laughs> inside of here. So, that is, a, you know what? That is a yeah. good selling point. <laughs> uh, that takes a special kind of realtor to be like, on the bright side, on the bright side. 
so so yeah so the Lutz is they like the house obviously um they're not too afraid it, it's a nice house but it's also mm-hmm. in a good part of long island that's mm-hmm. pretty popular mm-hmm. um oh i don't oh, i didn't mention the name of the town that's in right did i no long island is that, is that the that's town? not a town that's a part of it's part of new york okay. so okay. there are towns okay so the town is in um uh it's actually in amityville new york oh oh Oh, now, now it's starting to make sense. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. This what is a, a story. Horrible story. <laughs> the Amityville <laughs> Horror House. Hmm. So the Lutzes move in and they know the history. Uh, so on their first day, because they know the history, they're like, we're not going to screw around here. We're going to bring in a mm-hmm. priest and he's going to bless this house mm-hmm. and he's going to make sure it's all cool for us. <laughs> Throw some holy water in all the corners. That's right. Which is, I think, bit of that. It, yeah. it's a good blanket thing to do doesn't hurt why not it doesn't exactly hurt. yeah and if it does hurt then it's time to go so <laughs> that's exactly right so they bring in a priest to perform a blessing uh and he's going from room to room he's blessing his stuff he's mm-hmm. uh, doing the the sign of the cross mm-hmm. and he's doing the holy water and stuff mm-hmm. but when he walks into the sewing room and i don't this this house had a sewing room is that like a familiar name for a, a type of room i'm not familiar with i it does come up again so i don't sewing room maybe it's like living room but where you sew you know i guess yeah this this is like whenever it took me like two years to figure out what the parlor was what is that parlor parlor is one on the front of the house by the way okay yeah i don't know sure who knew uh (laughs) the sewing room the sewing room so he walks into the sewing room and this priest feels an invisible hand slap him in the face Hmm. and he hears a voice that says Get out. <laughs> so he did. He got out. He left. What a wuss. What yeah. are you there for? <laughs> Seriously. Where are your convictions? Yeah. Um, I bought so many indulgences for you to show up here. <laughs> this is some bullshit. Go spray some water in that room. Yeah. Get rid, get rid of that spooky thing. Sell that thing. The, the power of Christ value. compels it. Uh, oh. So he leaves. And the Lutzes are like, well, that's not, that's not a good sign. Yeah. But I mean, it's one room. It's just one room. You don't need a sewing room. Yeah. You know. It's a huge house. We lose one room. This is so much better than the alternative. (laughs) Uh, So, But it wasn't long before the Lutzes started noticing some pretty strange activity happening around the house. Mm -hmm. Strange odors would come and go that they couldn't account for. I mean, I've lived in some old houses before. Strange odors come and go. And And you have children, so you you get it. It comes with the territory. (laughs) That may or may not have been a ghost thing. But the house would also go days with freezing cold temperatures and mm. it would suddenly become sweltering Ooh. so just like rocket back and forth um swarms of flies would invade the sewing room okay yeah so swarms of flies would invade that and also mm. the children's rooms just mm. like they were just like be like oh what's that sound ah <laughs> like mm. all these flies coming in yeah Which, like i've been to my children's rooms i've found I found stuff under their beds that even Clorox wipes, like, just turn up their nose at. So, swarms of flies in the kids' rooms seems like... They had it coming? Believable. It, it, yeah, it, yeah. Sounds, yeah. it sounds like somebody, like, took a plate of mashed potatoes to bed and, like, shoved <laughs> it underneath the mattress. Like, I don't want to go downstairs and put this away. So, yeah. on the mattress, you All go. Right. All right. We're going to scale up here, though. So, yeah. that would be true. <laughs> uh, the front door would open and slam itself shut in the middle of the night. Mm, and good. Sometimes doors would be thrown open so violently inside the house mm-hmm. 
that they would be literally ripped off their hinges. Oof. Yeah. So this is where things get a little bad. Mm-hmm. Uh, one night, green slime began oozing down the walls. Free slime, though. I mean... you want hey, that, that could be useful. What are your top three uses for green slime? Uh, number one, double dare. Number two, yes, obviously, Mark Summers is somewhere super double the dare. I'm <laughs> thinking like we've done it. Yeah. Uh, and number three, bring back Gak. That's that's it. Oh, that's man, I loved Gak. Remember Gak? Gak oh. was great. So yeah, okay. I don't have, well, you I don't nailed have it. The green so this slime. is good. This is actually a blessing. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, what else? They were constantly seeing eyes staring in through the second story windows. That's not great. No, that's not what you want at all. That's terrible. No. That and we've talked about it before. The Australia episode, I think, mm-hmm. had the mm-hmm. same thing. That's yep. hor- I, to me because I, I I was thinking about this. I when I was a kid, I read some book. I don't know. It wasn't a Goosebumps book, but it was mm-hmm. you know a similar thing where it's like a short story collection of like horror mm-hmm. stories for kids. Like, and one of like them scary stories tell in, tell in the dark. Something oh like God, that. it wasn't it. Yeah, it was more like that than yeah. Goosebumps. Yeah, that that also, man. The thing about those books was the illustrations. Oh my oh, god! That I don't oh, remember the stories. Christ. I do remember every single illustration. Those were those were something. Those were very <laughs> impactful books. Mm-hmm. Um, there was a book that I read that was very similar to actually um, to, to that series. But um, gosh, I remember. I don't remember the name of the book. But I remember some of the stories so well. One of them was about this like vampire who would just like float up to your window and look in your window. And I remember being terrified of that as a child. I would every night before bed, I would like very cautiously and with a lot of fear, go to my bedroom window and be like, uh, is there anything out there? No. Okay. You would look out Close there. Close the blinds and you run and jump Dude, to bed. Um, you're so much braver than me. Yeah. I had like head under the pillow sobbing for the entire <laughs> night. <laughs> no way I would have looked at well, the window. Well, I did that, but I looked out the window first. Mm-hmm. Um, so it didn't help, but, uh, but yeah, so I, I, uh, I have a thing, I guess about, about eyes looking into windows. I, mm-hmm. so that's terrible. So that happened a lot. Um, George also found himself being woken up a, like almost every night at three fifteen AM, mm-hmm. which is, yeah. As someone who's woken up by both a three-year-old and a 19-year-old cat at 3.15 a.m. every day, not a lot of sympathy there, man. Yeah, I don't feel yeah. bad for him, but I do. <laughs> it is. Um, it, was, it was one of the situations like you see this in movies where they wake up and they look at the clock and it's 3.15 and the next day they yeah. wake up, look at the clock. So it was that situation. It was 3.15 every morning for almost every morning he was there, uh, which is also the time at which the DeFeo murders took place. Hmm. Okay. I mean, there yeah. was a window because it's going to take, if you're going to kill six people, that's going to take some time. Yeah. Um, but um, that happened a lot. Uh, one night, the children's beds all started slamming themselves up and down on the floor. Mm. And George heard it, of course, but mm-hmm. and he wanted to go help because he's a parent. Sure. Um, <laughs> but he couldn't because he was being pinned to his bed by an invisible force. Ooh, okay. Occasionally, Kathleen Lutz, the wife, was physically transformed into an old woman. What? Who was observing her being an old woman? Uh, George. Husband? Yeah. George. Okay. Okay. Yeah. You would look at her and she'd be, you know, foxy and stuff. And then mm-hmm. <laughs> he'd yeah. blink and she'd be like, uh, old and gross. 
<laughs> in the parlance of 1970s. Sure, you know, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and he's probably thinking to himself, like, do I say something? I'm going to be in so much trouble. <laughs> but it I is just... concerning, right? Yeah. Like, <laughs> <laughs> um, One time she levitated. Did, was she aware that she was levitating? That's uh, That's well, she was sleeping. Right he did right. wake her up, I oh. think. And then she was like, what is happening? And then yeah. suddenly it was gone. Do you wake she... someone... Yeah, do you wake someone up in that situation? I don't think so. Yeah, like you wake up, you look over, Aaron is like floating three feet above the bed. Oh my God. Still sound asleep. Yeah. What do you do? I, God. Probably go, probably I, go back I, to sleep. I, <laughs> <laughs> well, that is, yeah. I, that's the one wrong answer. I, Again, like I don't really know what I'm going to do in that situation is going to improve matters, but. I mean, you can't well, leave. Get, I'm, I'm not going to leave her there like that. I'm not going to yeah, leave like, our kids yeah, there with. So I'm not going to leave yeah. the house. Yeah, I'm um, not going to wake her up. I'm not going to wake her up for you sure. Don't wake no. up a sleep floater, definitely. Yeah. What's option three there? You know, you could see if you could push her out into the living room, <laughs> <laughs> like over the couch. You know, like she's so on some she, sort of like like a like like a like a like a moving dolly or something. Like a balloon. Like yeah. Let's just yeah. scoot you out here. Yeah. I'm put you above the couch, and I'm going to go back, and I'm just really going to stretch out. Yeah, I don't know what's going I don't on get here. A whole lot. Yeah. Uh, I am freaked out about it, but I'm not going to mm-hmm. leave. Mm-hmm. But I don't like. I'm not going to go back to bed with you here. Yeah. I'll it's put you over the bed if you. Yeah, it's freaking me out. So if yeah. you fall, you'll be on a couch. That's great. Mm-hmm. I, as you noted, yeah, you know, it's a little benefit for me. I get to stretch out a little bit. That's nice. Uh, that's what I would do. I would push her like a balloon out onto the, <laughs> into the living room over the couch. And uh, we'll see what uh, sort of comment she leaves on our uh, yeah, We'll see if she listens to this our podcast Facebook page. Yeah, yeah. When, uh, when she hears this. That's how she communicates with me about the podcast mostly. She doesn't normally talk to me about it. She will, mm. she'll leave comments publicly. on our Facebook page. 100% publicly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Good she wants her. it on record. And I respect that, but you would think it would make me rethink the things that I say, but I, I gotta yeah. be, I, be yeah. I push her to the, yeah, push her into the living room. Mm-hmm. And I totally hope she would fair. do, you know what? I hope she would do the same for me. You're pretty big though. I'll be honest. Like it's. But if I'm floating, I'm, I assume weightless. <laughs> like, like, <laughs> so. like those brontosauruses that like, uh, they, they get into the water so they can, you know, move about more freely. Yeah. Yeah. It's like yeah, kind of like that. Okay, yeah. Sure. Yeah, I can't imagine if I still weigh what I actually weigh that I would be floating. So I must be mm-hmm. in this scenario. Yeah, pretty easy to push around. Do you ever do the thing when you're in grade school? The light as a feather, stiff as a board. Mm-hmm. Everyone lift mm-hmm. the kid up with the two fingers, and you rub the uh, temples and stuff. And oh man, yeah. I never did that. It scared the shit out of me. I would never do that. We did that once, and then my parents told us very seriously that, that was the devil's work. Um, you know, my parents are no. I- I'm just saying, like, that seems. Uh, pretty easy way to prove some stuff like we, <laughs> over the yeah. last 2000 years we've never been able to physically prove you know supernatural or uh events like that but if you kids do the lightest feather stiff as a board and you summon the devil i will be so mad at you yeah which is fair like if you yeah. if you do summon the devil that way like man come on you know it's like <laughs> come on kids god <laughs> it is so hard just raising children like please don't summon the devil also so i get so it so few rules in this house <laughs> rinse your dishes before you put them in the dishwasher and do not summon satan in this house. <laughs> that's right so it makes sense uh yeah we did it for a while um <laughs> but we did it anyway yeah yeah yeah, yeah. I, haven't, I haven't seen satan yet but mm. uh, anyway <laughs> where were we again I don't. I'm. I. I literally don't know at this point. Oh, so Kathleen levitated. Oh yes. Yeah. Okay. 
Uh, and that was concerning to everyone. <laughs> and then soon the spirits uh, there, once this is all happening, they start to get a little more physical. Mysterious scratches would appear on the family members' bodies. Mm. And uh, that that's a lot. Because like when you have, especially yeah, when you have three touching. young kids, you know, yeah, it's touching and like great. the kids are like, why do I have these claw marks on my back? And you're like, I don't even know how to begin to explain yeah. this to you. <laughs> that's tough. <laughs> So the Lutzes then brought in a demonologist. The priest had failed them, so they thought, you know what? We need a demonologist. Yeah. It's, I think it's science right time now. Yeah, yeah. 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 This is the right move. Mm-hmm. So the demonologist comes in, and uh, he, again, tries to, well, I don't know if bless the house mm-hmm. is the right phrase, mm-hmm. but he's trying to expel the demon. Yeah. How busy do you think, in general, how busy do you think a New York-based demonologist is? is I'd he, say is pretty he, busy. I, is he pretty booked? Yeah. I've okay. been to New York a lot. I spent a lot of yeah. time there. I'd say, I'd say wall-to-wall. His calendar is just, yeah. <laughs> it's just chock-a-block. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> so they bring, they bring in a demonologist. And uh, so when, when the guy's going through the house, he's, he's trying to expel whatever spirits might be there. And as he's doing this, an entire chorus of voices inside the house all shout together, will you stop? <laughs> it's, and it's many voices. Mm. And so he's like, I don't, this is a problem. <laughs> he's not able to exercise the house. This demonology thing was kind of a lark, and this is scaring me. <laughs> I didn't know so. what I was getting into. It seems like I've made a bad choice here. <laughs> Did you know you guys have actual ghosts here? This is so scary. <laughs> oh, my God. You guys should all leave. about this. Let's all leave. <laughs> this is good. <laughs> so he leaves, and then the youngest child, uh, Melissa, mm-hmm. uh, started communicating with a demon. Mm. Just like chatting with a demon. That's how you know you stuck around too long. Yes, this was the that's, last straw. That's the part you regret. That's that's the part where you're like, you know what? We should have left before she started talking to the devil. I yeah. really do. Yeah. yeah. Now, I will say, uh, from a timeline perspective, so, okay, just a quick recap. So, uh, bad odors, temperature mm-hmm. swings, flies, mm-hmm. uh, front door opening, closing, other doors yep. ripping off hinges, green slime, mm-hmm. uh, eyes in the windows, Waking mm. up at 3.15, uh, beds mm. going up and down, and George being held to his bed, and Kathleen mm. <laughs> transformed into a woman, <laughs> and levitating. And also, how many days yeah. do you think have passed? I mean, it sounds to me like a couple months, maybe? Okay. Uh, something like that? 28 mm. days after they buy the house, the Lutz family leaves. <laughs> well, good for them. This, yeah. Good for them. Yeah. yeah. Um, you know, 28 days seems like a lot, but at the same time, it's... That's, After the first two weeks, you're probably like, you know, all I say these that's four make these old solid yeah. weeks of yeah. of horror. All this should happen in four weeks, mm-hmm. and they were like, "This, we, no, you no, thank you. We had to go. No, thank we you." We passed like four duplexes on the way here. And we're just <laughs> we're just we're renting something else. I'm yeah. sorry, guys. Yeah. So they leave, and uh, mm. they were in a hurry. Uh, yeah, they left a lot of their possessions behind, including like mm-hmm. including uh, clothes in the closets. There was mm-hmm. food in the fridge. Like they were just like. We have to go. Yeah. Hey, I, everyone, yeah, we have to go. Mm. <laughs> um, a couple months later, a local TV crew did a segment on the house, and they brought in ghost hunters to explore the space. Mm-hmm. So we've had priests uh-huh. driven out, uh-huh. 
demonologists, which I'm still a little unsure. Like, I have no more details to offer. About I don't. That, but I yeah. don't know what that. Tra- I don't know if that training <laughs> comes. If it starts when in the church and ends up at university, or if it starts at university and ends up in the church. I'm not entirely sure. Um, and now we are just back to like Discovery Channel ghost hunters. That's that's well now. okay. <laughs> I not. I mean, yes, but mm-hmm. the ghost hunters they brought in. So, gosh, how do I word this? Um, you've seen the A Team. I right? absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Of course, of course. They bring in the B A Baracus of yeah, yeah, yeah. Ghost Hunters. Okay, and the Hannibal. These were the the Hannibal and B A Baracus and the face and the Murdoch of Ghost Hunters. <laughs> uh, and their names were Ed and Lorraine Warren. They are truly celebrity ghost hunters. They were like the first couple who was like, ghosts are real. We are going to actually analyze. It's like, have you seen the Netflix show Mindhunter? Mindhunter is about serial killers. And the first people who like started actually cataloging like what they do and taking data. Mm. Ed and Lorraine Warren were like Mindhunter for ghosts. Hmm. Um, they're very famous. They're, they're very famous, Mm -hmm. very famous ghost hunters. They have investigated a lot of our stories that we've talked about. Actually, I just haven't Mm -hmm. brought them into it. So Ed and Lorraine Warren go into the house and they do this investigation. Now, while they were doing this, Ed was physically pushed to the ground by invisible hands. Mm -hmm. Lorraine guy. What? Mm -hmm. Is he like an old guy? Well, he's a little, he's a little small too. He's, you know, he's not a big guy. So okay. it's probably pretty easy for a ghost to be yeah. like a little old man got fell down inside of the house. Okay, go on. He, yep. Well, I, he's not that old, <laughs> but he's pretty small. Uh, so he was pushed to the ground. Lorraine started having visions of the DeFeo family bodies lying on the floor, Oh, which is pretty cool. And they also captured a photo of a ghost child standing in the house. Mm. And you'll be, of I course, see you searching for the happy share to button, know. So. <laughs> I have a photo to show you. So this is the photo that the DeFeos took. Oh, that is not great. That is not. It great. is a very convincing photo. That is a very, very unsettling photo. So we will link to this in the uh, show notes. But um, you want to describe what you're uh, seeing here, Pat? So, I mean, it it looks pretty clearly like the head of a child peeking around a a door jam with two illuminated eyes, like 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 cat's eyes reflecting in the light, mm-hmm. um, staring just straight back at you, straight yeah. through, straight through your soul. So, and part of the whole thing that really fucks me up about this is like right here, you can see this yeah. head thing goes, yeah, it, it yeah. crosses you the see the, sh- the jam, yeah. the door jam, yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely, yeah, <sighs> yeah, it, it, yeah. yeah. Mm. So not great. Not 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 ideal. Mm-hmm. So they take that photo. So that is problematic. Now the Warren's case files, I should say, um uh they're again, they are the real deal. Their case files are actually the basis for all of the conjuring movies. Oh wow. Okay. Yeah. Uh so the conjuring series of films, those are nonfiction. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they also did the Smurl Haunting and the Snedeker Hauntings, which are both on the list actually for uh, for for the show. Hmm. So they they're 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 very celebrity, they're very mm-hmm. legit, um, and they are uh, you know if they weren't dead they'd be rich because the Conjuring movies are all about their stuff. <laughs> to wait for for uh, wait for them to die, yeah, and then yeah the rights released to public public right. domain and 
Poof. So since the Warrens uh, investigated the house, there have uh, the house has changed hands a few times. Uh, it still mm-hmm. stands, still there. You can go see it. Now you've have you seen the Amityville Horror the movie? I've Either only seen the, the t- no, I've 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 not seen the films. No. Um, would you recognize the house if you saw it? You think? Uh, I I believe it has like a like a tall like belfry kind of design in the middle of it, like no. like a very tall tower kind of in the middle no, of it. No, that's wrong. Mm. <laughs> let, let me google it then kind of the famous thing about the house is that it has like these so the and this is pretty typical of the the architectural style is it the side of the house has a chimney and then on mm-hmm. either side of that chimney has like these windows that are kind of like quarter moon oh quarter circle like um okay which people call the eye windows they look a little mm. bit like eyes like the house looks like it's looking at you okay it's unsettling you looking at it now no, but I, I I can envision what you're talking about. Yeah. I'm just I can't believe you've never seen Amityville Horror. What is wrong with you? Oh my god! I thought that it was a different house. No, I think I, I was thinking of the one from. Uh, I was thinking of the one from Psycho. From uh, oh, sorry. Psycho is a very different kind of story. Yes, I don't know if you know that, but it's it is <laughs> different. <laughs> but is it distinctive house design? So that that's that's in, true. In my head, that's like, true. Every, every, yeah, every and that house. is very Victorian kind yeah. of yeah. This is the Amityville Horror House. Let's see. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. It's a large house. Sure. Yes. And those windows are famous. So if you watch the movies, I haven't mm-hmm. seen the Ryan Reynolds uh, new one, but the original, um, the it it is based it's it it's this. So it's mm-hmm. you know, these these two windows here are um kind of they they're they're used to good effect as mm-hmm. eyes looking out at the at the world. So those windows uh, were actually replaced with normal windows, so people would stop going crazy over the house. Uh, because you got to imagine, like you know, this is a house where people just live now. So it's, they're sure. like, please yeah. please stop please stop coming here. <laughs> so they replace those windows with normal windows, which mm-hmm. is nice. And the address has also been changed uh, in order to stop so many people from coming by and looking for ghosts. Um, I can't even imagine what it must take to change the address of a house. That's got to be <laughs> the most bureaucratic bullshit. But uh, they did it. So now they have total eminent anonymity. Mm-hmm. Um, anonymity, so, actually. <laughs> they have total amity <laughs> villainity. <laughs> and now instead of being 112 Ocean Avenue, they are 108 Ocean Avenue. Mm. That's right. It's public record, so I don't think it helped. But <laughs> if you go to uh, <laughs> 108 Ocean Avenue in Amityville, New York, right now, you can see this house and you can uh, you can check it out. Um, and it's worth noting that no further reports of hauntings have been reported since the 70s. So the uh, the spirits have been uh, their their hunger has been satiated. Hmm. That is the story of the Amityville Horror House. Um, I was putting this off for a long time because it feels like popular hauntings would require yeah. a lot of work. Mm-hmm. Uh, but one thing I realized when I was researching this is that actually, I don't think that's true because <laughs> popular hauntings are all the movie ones, and movie hauntings are they're they're amped up a little bit, like. Those are those are fictionalized to an extent. Sure, yeah. They're based yeah. on a yeah. very real ghost, obviously. Yeah. But yeah. Uh, one person hears a footstep, you know, in the house, and then hundred years later, it's yeah, you know, turns into you know 
the nun or something. Yeah, like and you that. got like Josh Brolin's dad like taking a sledgehammer to a wall yeah. to figure out, you know, <laughs> fucking ghost baby or something behind the wall. So, yeah. Um, so actually, my uh, my new takeaway is actually the the popular ghost stories are uh, pretty easy because no one knows the actual story, and if you mm-hmm. tell them like, hey. I know what the movie said, but this is the real thing. They'll believe mm-hmm. you, I assume, because they don't know. And it's probably <laughs> true, but if you it's not true, they'll believe mm-hmm. you anyway. Sure. So Every, anyway. Everybody's everybody's way too busy to go like researching stuff. Including you know? me. So yeah. <laughs> So this is going great. And uh and if you like the story of the Amityville Horror House, you should uh, gosh, please like and subscribe and uh give us a rating on Apple Podcasts. Tell your friends, tell your family. Uh, if they're into this sort of thing, if they're not into this sort of thing, do not tell them. This is, I, yeah. I, that seems obvious, <laughs> but I just want to say it. Anything else? Mm, no, I guess it's finally good to put a, uh, you know, uh, a face with a house. Uh, all right. And, uh, we'll see you next week on another fun filled episode of laughter and love. What was the, what, was what the fuck? <laughs> well, that was from that's a callback to uh, I don't know at this point two or three episodes ago. Show me the smile again. Oh yeah, yeah. Show me that smile.